Hey everybody, welcome back to our second episode of the Basement Ballers podcast. Ramadan Kareem to everyone who is participating in these, this holy month. And shout out the Muzzies, man. Shout out to the Muzzies for sure. And uh, today, on the day of the upload, will be Wednesday, March 29th. 29th yeah damn it's uh for if you guys not living in canada by the way if you guys uh, are watching this from abroad you're lucky um you know it's almost it's almost well it is technically spring it's not 15 centimeters yesterday so that's a that's a bit uh, unfortunate it is a bit unfortunate we're, we're definitely looking forward to uh some nicer weather and this year seems like it's taking a little bit of time to get there but hopefully it'll get there pretty soon um but you know i guess it could be worse i guess it could, we could be living in the uk yo i've yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. it, it just rains all the time there. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yo. Shout out to the UK homies. Uh, but yeah, so today, because uh, the nature of this week's like football atmosphere is international break, so there hasn't been a lot going on in, in Premier League, La Liga. Obviously, there's nothing going on Dude, in dudes, dudes who don't watch football, like I don't get what you guys are doing. There's only been one week. It's so boring. Yeah, no, it's I know. So it's, it's, it's been hard, like honestly, because when, when you get used to just like, like every other day, you're pretty much watching an interesting match. Mm. International friendlies are cool, but like then you have like matches like Brazil and Morocco, which don't really count for anything. Brazil shows up with basically like their farmers. Not even you know? man, Brazil got spe- yo. Shout out to my Moroccans, yo. Shout out to my Moroccans. I know some of y'all be watching. No, no, no. Brazil pulled up. I think there was only one dude who I never heard of. I think his name was Rory or Ronnie or something. Well, I mean, listen, I don't no, no disrespect name to was nobody, that, but like, that, I just, it just felt like. I mean, it, it was a friendly. That's it was the a thing. friendly. So yes. it wasn't like really a thing, I guess. But still, yo, Morocco, don't, don't, disres- don't disrespect my future midfield, the Arambat, bro. Don't disrespect them. Right, the Barca links. I hope we get them. Oh, you're talking about Barca. Okay. I thought I you were talking hope. about Arsenal for whatever reason. Nah, nah, we're good. We got Partey. Yeah, you guys got Partey in there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um,. Yeah, so basically, we're going to start off by talking about just some of the international fixtures we saw. We're going to talk about some of the international fixtures, um, but we did want to touch a lo- on a little bit about like England in particular. Mm-hmm, and, because uh, we got, I, got, I particularly have some uh, things to say about Gareth Southgate. Yeah, so Brahim has been a kind of a Southgate hater for a while. I mean, I think a lot of like England fans are. We're not England fans, right? Like, I mean, I'm a Brazil fan. He's a Spain fan, as we mentioned in the last podcast. But... We do also sympathize with some of your struggles because, honestly, when you look at that starting lineup that England brought to that uh, European qualifier, you'd start to have a little bit of questions. I don't even sympathize with it because the the thing is is that with England, it just pisses me off because as someone who just appreciates, you know, good football, the way they play pisses me off so much because even – okay – because the thing is, I was watching them against Italy. They look decent. Today against Ukraine, which I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched some of it. And plus, just if you look at the stats stuff, England played well. But the thing is, is like, I always have my doubts about them just because when they play big teams, they always crumble. Like when in the World Cup, for example, I knew they lose to France. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I think most people assume that because with Southgate, you don't even need like that much of an upgrade on Southgate to get this England team to do well. Like if you get like... Off the top of my head, if you were to, if, if England had like a Luis Enrique, because for me with him, like, yeah, he's gone now, but I would have kept him personally with Spain. But if England get a coach like him, who's levels above Southgate, England would probably, I wouldn't say they'd win everything because you have France, obviously, but like they'd be way better than they are now. And that, that's the thing. Southgate, just a lot of stuff he does just makes no sense to me. He's a bit of a, like, like a lot of people notice he has like his tried and true squad. He likes to roll with them a lot. But the thing is, he like it, it seems like he never considers like, well, I don't want to say never, but he seems like he rarely considers current form. Like when you're starting your, your, your when you're starting 11 for a game against Italy includes McGuire, who is basically like, 
shit. I mean, he is shit, but like he's not like he's not even like, starting for Man United, and you want him to start for your national team. That's a. Right, and then you have Kyle Walker. With all due respect, Kyle Walker is an amazing right back, right? But you have so many different options this year that if you're talking about con like considering form, like Kyle Walker, it, it doesn't even consistently play for Man City this year. Me, me, well, me, it's not even the Kyle Walker. Me, for me, it, it's two things because he came out, I think, yesterday, two days ago. He's talking about Balogun. So Florian Balogun, right? I don't know if you've been hearing about this. So apparently, there's rumors that he's probably gonna switch to the U.S. Mm -hmm. and play for the U.S. instead of England. And Southgate comes out saying, like, oh, would you prefer to fight for a spot, you know, knowing that we have a track record of uh, promoting, like, youth players and stuff. I'm just there, and I'm like, bro, I'm, if I'm an England player, I would not believe shit that Southgate says. Because you mentioned earlier he's starting Maguire. Instead of, t like, Tamori could start with him. Either ben, I mean, Ben White's played as a right-back for Arsenal this year, but you could play Ben White there. You could play, there are so many players you could play besides. Also, yo, one thing that confused me a lot, I don't know if you saw this. So, Maguire to me is like stupid, but it's not the dumbest. Me, it's him playing Calvin Phillips. Yeah, in the midfield. Like, what's Calvin the, what's Phillips the has, I think, played, yo, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't even think he's cracked five Premier League games for Man City. I think in total, year. he's played 50 minutes. Yeah. 50 minutes of Premier League football this year. I don't think Calvin Phillips to me is like, because you can put Declan Rice, you can put maybe like a Jude Bellingham there with, I mean, the 4 2 3 1 formation they use at the I just don't, I just think 4 2 3 1 is just a shit formation, period. But mm -hmm. like, if you want to stick with that, don't put two DMs. Like, why would you put Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips, Harry Maguire, John Stone? Like, I don't get him. Also, him picking Pickford over Ramsdale or Nick Pope. But Nick Pope or Ramsdale, I don't get why um, Pickford is still there. Because, yeah, for England, I will say he does do well. But for Everton, I mean, Everton's like near relegations. So. No, no, exactly. And I think that's where, like, the, my earlier point comes to play. Where you have, like, a Pickford who is obviously shown up for England. He does his thing for England. But then you have, like, like goal, uh, goalkeepers that are currently, like, on form to, like, a much higher level. Like, even Nick Pope. Or uh, or uh, Ramsdale, like I mean, they're playing amazing for their teams. I mean, like you just look at the, the Premier League uh, table mm -hmm. at the moment, you you understand why Everton is like basically a relegation team this year. The thing is though is that when it comes to goalies, I don't blame him as much for a team's form because there's only so much goalies can control. But me just pick for just w from watching him, mm -hmm. I know he should. Yeah. Like he's good for England, which I don't get. But like for Everton, like I see him, he's not like he's not great. Mm -hmm. Like Ramsdale and. And uh, Nick Pope have been way better than Pickford this year. I don't get why, like, they're not getting picked. That's the thing with Southgate that's annoying me. Is he's had his same set team since pretty much from 2018 with, like, a few mixes and changes here and there. But his, his team from the 2018 World Cup onwards has been relatively the same except a few minor changes. And what has that got him? They they didn't they they basically lucked their way to the semifinals in 2018 because they didn't play, like, amazing teams. They even should have beat Croatia, and they still lost. Mm -hmm. I mean, they should have won the Euros because pretty much it was like a home Euros for them because every knockout game they played was at Wembley. And then they were winning 1-0 against Italy in the final and they still lost. Which Italy, even then, like we got confused with thinking they were actually like good. Yo, Italy, I mean, they're not good. They didn't even make the World Cup and so far in qualifiers against England, they I saw like both the goals that England scored. They sh England should have had at least three or four goals in that mm -hmm. game because I watched the whole thing. Like England should have won that. And then even in the... Them losing to France is not like... I'm not going to really... I'm not going to say like that's entirely Southgate's fault because France is good, but France were also missing a lot of their players, and a they lot. still lost. And the thing mm -hmm. is that England played better than France that game, but it's like, I guess to a point where like there's only so much goodwill you could give them. Because, like, I mean, like I told you, you don't need that much of an upgrade. Like, if you took Eddie Howe, you know, put Eddie Howe in charge of England, England would probably, they would kick ass. They would do way better than what they're doing right now. Yeah, no, exactly. But I think the thing is about England is that they have a hard-on for English managers. So yeah, like you start to like dilute your pool of like like qualified yeah, managers. That's right? what I'm saying because there's so many quality out there that isn't English. Because okay, 
for example, we're going to touch up on this now. Luis Enrique, who I'm pretty sure he resigned. I don't think he got fired. I'm pretty sure he resigned from uh, from Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have been infinitely better than Southgate is right now. You could take him. Ronald Coleman's a donut, but Ronald Coleman's still better than Gareth Southgate. There, mm-hmm. there. I mean, Louis Van Gaal. I mean, I know he retired, but like maybe you try to convince him. I don't. There's just a, there's a pool of talent there because mm-hmm. you need to look English managers. They're they're all like terrible. Like it's, the thing is with English managers, not like that. There's like some that are obviously better than like uh, than uh, Gareth Southgate. England England just don't produce good managers. All the good managers are foreign. Literally, all the good managers are foreign. And then the thing is about it is that like if you're England right now, right? You have to think that like right now you have such an amazing like on paper you have such an amazing group of guys that are ready to play, and you need to take advantage because um, unfortunately like you know semifinals. At a World Cup, or not, like they're yeah, not gonna, you know, semi-final medal. You feel like, like there's no semi-final medal. You know, like you guys got to take advantage uh, of the talent now because you know what? Like obviously, there a lot of their players are younger. They they have, you know. Yeah, but a lot of the nucleus is getting old. A lot of the nucleus is getting old. Even Harry Kane, who is like what thirty right now. He's twenty nine, thirty. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, at the end of the day, like these guys, like their their window is limited. Every four years is a World Cup, so like you know, you. you as an England manager, you need to be thinking about how to win now. And I'm sorry, you're not going to win with Maguire. You're not going to win with uh, Calvin Phillips. <laughs> yeah, no. But even th- that's the thing. It's like, cause like you mentioned, that's a good point. It's not like club football where a few bad results and like, okay, you still have time to like rectify the season, whatever. No, international football is that you have a chance every two years, the Euros or um, or the World Cup. I mean, knowing England, the thing is with them, if England... <laughs> If the FA, the FA would look at England, if Southgate managed to get them, like, the Nations League or some shit, they'd mm-hmm. probably keep and be like, oh, it's a trophy, bro. Mm-hmm. The FA, like, even English fans know this, the FA is just, they, they're just a bunch of yes-men. Mm-hmm. They don't actually care about winning. Like, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, because England's team on paper is probably, at worst, third in the world. Like, Brazil, France, England, those are the three best national teams in the world, mm-hmm. in my opinion, mm-hmm. like, based on just, like, on paper. Mm-hmm. France has already won a World Cup, and even Deschamps, I don't necessarily think he's like, wow, but France have at least won a World Cup. I mean, Brazil are going to get rid of... I'm pretty sure they got rid of Tite. Yeah, they England got, need yeah. to get rid of, of Southgate because, like, look at Spain, for example. Like, I'm going to touch up on that. I was watching Spain the other day against Norway, and a lot of the same... Because the thing is with Spain as well is that if you... Spain's team does not have, like, stars. They don't have any, like, big, big players. Like, if you look at England, for example, they don't have, like, wow players. Spain. But the thing is, you look at the way they play in England play, and Spain don't make it as far as England, yes, but the thing is, like, get like look at the players they have. If you gave... Enrique, like I was saying earlier, England's players, England would have probably won the World Cup this year, or at least made the finals. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, think think of Spain as, like, this really young team, which is what they are. I mean, like, obviously, a lot of their older mm-hmm. guys are kind of, like, being phased out of the team slowly. So, by the next World Cup, which is, what, 2026? 2026. 2026. Yeah. That team will be basically, like, like full pri- of prime stars. Because you'd have Gavi, who'd be 23, which isn't even prime, actually. Mm-hmm. You'd have Pedri, who's, I think Pedri's 20. So he'd be 24, 25, something like that by the time the World Cup comes around. Mm. You have Balde, who'd be 23. You have, um, what's his name? Ansu Fati, if you rediscover his form, obviously. He could be there. You have Stryker. The thing is with Spain, they don't really produce that many good strikers. Yeah. I mean, I know that there's... Um, never mind, no, no, he's Uruguayan. I was going to say that Madrid striker... Um, that Madrid striker who was scoring against Atletico Madrid, but no, he's, a, he's, a, he's Uruguayan, I'm pretty mm. sure. But points. Spain, the thing is with them... And a lot of these teams, like even Germany, these type of teams, they don't really focus on stars. They focus more on collective, which is the thing is with England, which is annoying me. They have a collection of stars that I just feel like don't know how to play together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know exactly. And I think obviously it, it all stems from the ma- like management, to be honest, because like these guys on paper, again, like you said, like they they really should be making top three and then striving for that number one position. But mm-hmm. 
on that note, I think that brings us to kind of like a, something I wanted to ask you about. So mm-hmm. obviously the Euros are what, 2024? Yeah, it's a year from now. It's from a the year summer. From, the summer, that's a year from now. Yeah. The summer, for, that's a year from now. So those are exciting things. And now like a lot of people would just simply write that year off and say, well, it looks like France is just going to wipe the floor with everybody, which is not a like unfair mm-hmm. thing to say. Well, yeah, fully healthy France wipes anyone, bro. You they see, are, they're, they're, they're disgusting, man. Disgusting. They're this, disgusting, uh, right? But if you were right now, Gonna tell me your top three for that euro. What would you go with, based on just on paper? Because obviously you're not. Okay, gonna well know. if I'm gonna, well no, if I'm gonna base it on just on paper squads. No, I have to base it on on paper plus like, okay, if I'm going like right now, right now, the same managers, yeah, yeah. same stuff like that. Who I would say? I think well, I think France would probably win it. Mm-hmm. Portugal disappointed me because the, their team is, is like a similar thing to England where their team is amazing, but they're coaching shakes. They got rid of Santos, but they brought in Roberto Martinez, who failed with Belgium. Yeah, but I think he was just a, like a, he was he's going to be given a couple games to see how it goes. I don't think yeah, he's like, like an interim. Yeah, No, Roberto Martinez is the full-time manager. No. I'm pretty sure he's an interim manager. No, no, they, no. Gave, they gave it to him. No, really? Full-time. No, no, Roberto Martinez, bro, he's he's not good. Like, that's the thing. It's like, obviously, with Everton, Everton fans can tell you he was meh. Like, his only credit in the bank is appreciate. He won the FA Cup with Wigan back in 2013. But, like, bro, like, that's, that's yeah, like a one-time yeah, thing. Like, are you good? That's the thing. For me, it's, like, Portugal, based on their team on paper, they could win it. I don't think Spain are ready to win it, but I wouldn't be surprised seeing them in at least the Not semis or the finals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they made the semis last time. And, honestly, we should have beat Italy. And they beat Portugal recently. What was yeah. that, like, uh, for uh, Yeah, that, that, that was for uh, Nations League. We beat them, yeah, 1-0, I believe. Or it was one zero or two one, I believe. Yeah, it was one. Yeah, like, yeah, Spain. I think yeah. If I'm gonna base it right now, my favorites would have to be England, France. I mean, yo, Germany really confuses me because like Germany, this World, yeah. This World Cup, they did way worse than I thought, than pretty much anyone expected, essentially. But like Germany, I don't. I think yeah, my favorites would have to be England, France. I mean, the Dutch. I don't trust Coleman, so I don't know. Like mm. it's up for guys, but I think yeah, my top three would have to be probably yeah, France one, England two. I'd have to say either Portugal or Spain. Yeah. The root for yeah, three. I think I think so too. Do you think uh Ronaldo would play in the next Euros? I think he will. Do I think he should? No. Like I don't think he'll I, think he, I don't I think th- he'll start. He will. I bro, I really at four. Yeah, bro, it's Ronaldo. That's the thing, man. Ronaldo's a... like okay, ten hack out the balls to bench him, but that's okay, man. United. You think the Portuguese... bro, Portuguese people love Ronaldo. You think they they're love gonna love him, bro, but like you think they're think... gonna you think they're gonna allow their coach to Bro Gonchalo Gonchalo Ramos right now is yep. balling out. No, no, for that's what team. I'm saying. If you're gonna base it on what I think should happen, yeah, Ronaldo should be benched. Will it happen? I don't think I so. I don't know, man. That's that's two years from now. Obviously it's hard to predict, but like uh, even even Ronaldo himself, as much as he would want to play and be a starter, I don't know if he would be like, like it's for the it's for the good of his team, the, for the good of his country. I think he might step down at that point. Look, maybe at that point he will, but Ronaldo's an egomaniac, man. You know, so I I, I don't know, man. Like yeah. honestly, like I think for the good of Portugal, they should bench him mm-hmm. because Ronaldo still could be sick as an impact. So, but the thing yeah. is, like, yeah, like you said, Gonzalo, you have Gonzalo Ramos, you have Jao Felix, you have. Um, What's his name? Rafael Leal. You have Bernardo Silva. You have Bruno. You have uh, Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, these aren't like attacking. I'm just listening to the team. Yeah, obviously, yeah. but like their, their team is that. Their team they, is they very a, good. They have a very their good team. Their team is very yeah. good. They have Bernardo Sanchez. Like their their team is good, mm-hmm. but like I know it just depends, man. Honestly. Yeah, I think I think with the World Cup they had a bit of like a loss of identity in a way because I think that yeah, watching like them, Morocco was... played amazing. Don't get me wrong. But that Portuguese team on paper, again, like they, they really should have like cleared Portuguese. Morocco. I mean, because uh, everyone was tell- trying to tell me before that World Cup that you know Portugal were favorites. Mm-hmm. Like they they said that their favorites were you know France, Brazil, and Portugal. And I was like, no, 
I predicted Brazil, Portugal, and England all to underwhelm because the coaching. Yeah. Because Portugal, for me, it's the coaching. Because Portugal, on paper, should be a favorite. Mm. But I knew they'd flop because of coaching. Mm-hmm. England, same thing. Brazil, I knew, because I never rated Tite. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think they'd lose. I thought they'd lose maybe like in the semifinals. I, I thought, I thought if we penalties. were going to lose, we were going to lose to like, the likes of Argentina. Yeah, like an Argentina, France. Like, yeah, yeah Croatia. Because Croatia, like, Croatia so. honestly always surprises me for sure. Like, I don't want to take away credit for them. But so old. Like, even 2018, that team that made the final 2018 was like on the ropes. Yeah, but like, like the Brazilian team, like for whatever reason, the last couple of World Cups, they just seem to like underwhelm and like... It's like they, they have this thing where they start off really strong. They give you hope in your heart. Like, oh, my God, please do it for me, please. And then there's just some random ass team comes through. Yeah. And just like, obviously, the way that it ended was was kind of shit. Like, obviously, in penalties, like it's not you, you can never so really happy. call. Bro, you, can never, so you were happy because you didn't have to face Brazil in the semis. Not even that was happy. because like I just bro, I, I kept telling everyone they weren't going to make the finals and win. And everyone yeah. told me, oh, no, Brazil, like got in the bag. I'm like, no. Yeah, I mean, listen, obviously the World Cup is a different story. That seemed like the, the, the stars were aligned for Messi, but... Uh, Not corruption, by the way. Fully merited. No, I mean, I think he I think he earned Your it. Your goat could never do that. I mean, yeah, like, obviously, um, Pessi, you know, strikes again, but... <laughs> yeah, no, man, just mo- moving on. Moving on, we're going we're gonna to kind of table our discussion of international break because, honestly, like, there are a lot of things that are just kind of, like... Uh, the, it's just the start of the European qualification, so there's nothing yeah, there's crazy a, to but talk now, about. What we need to get into, man, is like talk about the Premier League because we, of it's course, he, we had that break, so it, it, it gives us he, time to reflect it, a little bit. What it's it's heating up because okay, basically, right now the way the Premier League is, there are a lot of teams that I did not think would be anywhere because the Premier League this year has been wacky as shit. But the the thing is, I will say this. It does remind me kind of of 2016 when Leicester won it, but but it's not the same because the Premier League quality was way worse. But I hate people trying to say that oh it's uh, Arsenal are basically like Leicester. So like I've seen people say that I'm like bro no yeah that Leicester team had after 27 games like I think I need to check hold up I remember they had some like such a low point sale after after 57 games let me ch- let me check this Leicester in 2016 but yeah uh, let's see. After 27 games. How many points did they have? They have... Uh, well, that's a very specific... Uh, because no, because it's been 27 games or 28 games the Premier League's been on right now. Uh, tw- some, Yeah, I think around 26, 27 right now. Yeah, 54 points. Yeah. yeah. Arsenal right now after, what, 28 games? 168. 168 or 69? 168, yeah, 168. 68 points, yeah. And you're like, what, five points clear of Man City right now? We're... No, we're seven points. Hold up, yeah, let me check. Arsenal right now... But the thing is, like, okay, going back to the whole, like, uh, Leicester thing, like, the Premier League right now is way better. Because the thing is, yeah, a lot of teams have underperformed. But the thing is, the quality is there. Because back in 2016... I mean, the nearest challenger was a young Spurs team and an Arsenal team watched Giroud as our as our striker. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Like that that team, yeah. like Chelsea finished tenth. Liverpool were still like Liverpool were still starting dudes like Balotelli and yeah. freaking <laughs> that team. They had Alvaro, uh, they had Moreno as your left back back then. No, that's yeah. Arsenal on sixty nine points, Man City on sixty one. Yeah, that's the thing. The league this year is way better, but it's just like it's been wacky because, for example, my prediction this year for top four, I thought, funnily enough, I thought Liverpool would win it this year. Yeah. I thought Liverpool were going to win it, Man City second. I thought Chelsea third, and I thought it was going to be, um, I thought it was going to be, uh, yeah, probably 
I thought Arsenal would be fourth. Mm-hmm. I thought Man United and Spurs were going to finish fifth and sixth. But the mm-hmm. thing is, right now, is that Liverpool are sixth, Chelsea are a tenth, or I think they're tenth. They're tenth right now. Yeah, tenth. Yeah, they're, they're tenth. tenth. Right you have Man City, who I'm not going to say they're underperformed, but to be fair, them getting Holland, I thought them getting Holland, were, they were just going to blitz. Yeah, the they're league. I thought they were going to yep. shit on the mm-hmm. league. I thought they would blitz it. Which Holland's done his thing, but granted, I do agree with some people saying that. Like, yeah, I don't think he necessarily. It's not that he hinders Man City. I don't think it's that. I just think it's more like, um, like I don't know. Yeah, Man City have been able to do it without like a recognized striker. To be honest, I don't really get the point of them buying Holland. But mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't think Arsenal would be challenging. To be honest, them being eight points clear with ten games left to me has been like crazy. Yeah, and I think you know what's nice about like the Premier League this year is that like obviously for me as a Liverpool fan, it's not nice to see your team lose and be inconsistent the way that they have been. But I think as a fan of the sport in general, you can really appreciate what's going on because. It's not good for the sport when the same two teams, same three teams are always battling for that top position. Mm. It gets boring because then other 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 fan bases, they don't feel like a reason to like to 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 get excited about. Mm. Arsenal have given Arsenal fans a reason to be excited. They see that their team not only is playing well as a team, mm. but they see that like we can do well this year. Okay, hopefully we can win, but we can also have we, like a good prospect for the future. Yo, I think we have to win it this year. The the reason why is because well, Man City's still going to be the same, if not probably better, next year. Liverpool are not going to be this shit, I'm assuming, next year. Chelsea are going to be better. Man United's probably going to be better. I mean, I can I never know with Man United. Mm-hmm. I hope they're shit forever, honestly, but like I never know. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, the thing, I will say this though, Chelsea, is that if you look at Brighton right now, I think Brighton are, <laughs> I think they're sixth, or not Liverpool sixth. I think Brighton are seventh in the Brighton's league. right behind Liverpool, yeah. Okay, Brighton is there. That just shows to me, bro, Brendan Rodgers is so, he's not, he's not that guy. Not mm-hmm. Brendan Rodgers, sorry, Graham Potter, my yeah, fault. Yeah. Graham Potter is not that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Brighton are pretty much the same, if not a bit better, without him there. Yeah, Brighton are seventh on same points as Liverpool with a game in hand. Yeah, no, Brighton is there. Brighton yeah. is there, that's what I'm telling you, so... I think Chelsea, I mean, if they keep Graham Potter, honestly, I don't know. I mean, we do, he does need like a preseason and stuff. I get that, but I just, I don't know. I mean, them appointing him in the first place to me was kind of meh, but I thought, well, Graham Potter's done well at Brighton. But looking at the way they're playing now, I think like, yeah, it is. Obviously, it is somewhat his fault. Like, it's, yeah, he's the reason why Brighton were like kind of came on the map and mm-hmm. stuff. But the thing is, it's like, them seeing seeing them perform well without him there just kind of shows me like yeah he's good but he's he was overrated. So like when was when was Tuchel like like sacked from Chelsea like bro, how like many a, games in? Bro, I think it was it was pretty early on. It was in like the season. six or seven games. He got sacked early September. So yeah, that's probably like what like five six games. So you would imagine as a as a manager coming into a team right like you are obviously not expected to you know come out of the gate swinging but you're at least mm. expected to like. Figure things out as you go. Now, obviously, if I were to kind of play a little bit of like, you know, support him, support Potter in, in some ways, I would say, okay, well, Chelsea has bought a lot of new pieces. It's hard to kind of uh, like find that chemistry in, in such a short amount of time. But I would imagine that he had a, a lot of yeah. influence on the players that they picked. Well, yeah, but the, I don't know, honestly. Well, some of them, yeah, but you look at Mudrik and Makwede, for example. Mm-hmm. The two, the, especially Mudrik, who cost 100 million. He's not been playing, like, mm-hmm. at all recently. I don't th- I think that I think that signing was just really them. I think that was just them trying to get one over Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. I think that was just what them saying, like, oh, Arsenal mm-hmm. want him cool. Because Todd Bowley, from what I can see, bro, there's a, lot, a lot of his recruitment strategy to me doesn't make sense. Because granted, all the players they signed, sure, they signed, like, they, they, they signed, like I think, two or three defenders. So, like, I don't know what reason, to be honest. Mm-hmm. They signed, yeah, Mudrik. Okay, that, that was a good signing, sure. Even though I don't think that was a Graham Potter signing. Me with, I don't get, why didn't they sign a striker? They did not sign a striker. Mm-hmm. They needed a striker. They need a striker. Yeah. 
Chelsea need a striker. But like they can sign all they want, but they need a striker. And the thing is like even Chelsea was like, yeah, you need an owner who's willing to splash money, obviously, but he needs to splash it properly. Because look at Chelsea right now, honestly, I'd be worried if I was a Chelsea fan. Because look at the contracts that they gave a lot of these players. They gave Mudrick an eight-year contract. They gave a lot of Enzo Fernandez. Enzo Fernandez was a good signing, yeah, but they gave him like an eight-year contract too. Like a lot of these players are getting given a lot of like long-term contracts. So, like if they fuck up in like one, two, three years, whatever, it's like that's gonna be really hard to move get, them yeah, out. Because the, first the of all, contracts. the money that they're getting paid is good. So if, in their heads, unless they really want to force a move out, why would they want to leave Chelsea based on the money they're getting? Yeah. And if they have that much long on their contract, you can't force them. Yeah. Like no. it's impossible to sell them. So like, I don't know. Chelsea for me is very um, I don't know. But yeah, I'd say for next year, the Premier League is definitely not gonna be, I'd say as loopy as it's been. Because even teams like West Ham and Leicester, who I thought would do way like West Ham are near relegation. And West Ham's team is way better. Than, like, West Ham's team should be where Brighton and Brentford. Like, Brentford is eighth in the league. Mm. And Brentford's good, but West Ham have a better team than Brentford. Like, West Ham should be at minimum top half. Mm-hmm. Minimum top half. Same thing with Leicester. I'd say Villa as well. Even though under Emery, they've been doing better. But they, they took way too long to sack Gerrard, in my opinion. Yeah. So, like, even Villa. That's the thing. Like, the Premier League next year, I think, is going to be way strong. So, if Arsenal don't win it this year, I'm not saying they can't win it next year. Like, obviously, if they make, like, a few more signs, like, they could. But, like... It will be way harder. It will be way harder. But you know what? I think, um, you like you said, the, the the way that the Premier League is shaping up is kind of exciting, especially when you consider kind of like like the relegation battle. Obviously, not not a lot of people are focused on the relegation battle, but you this year you see that like from twelve to twenty, all those teams have a possibility of being relegated, right? So twelfth mm-hmm. place is Crystal Palace, and twentieth is what Southampton. Yeah, twentieth is Southampton. So so like all of those teams are within like a couple points, where, like. Right, oh, so four, yeah, so basically between Southampton and okay. and uh, Crystal Palace is four points. But yeah, look at this. But the distance between twelfth, so Crystal Palace were twelfth and Villa and eleventh. The distance between them is eleven points, yeah. and Villa's played a game less. Because if you look at this, tw- okay, so Crystal Palace twelve, Wolverhampton, Leeds, Everton, Nottingham Forest, and Leicester. That's twelve to seventeen are separated by two points. Mm. Leicester have twenty five, Crystal Palace have twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Right. You look at the bottom right here, West Ham. Oh, the rest of them are actually in the relegation. Yeah, they're right now. They're, yeah. they're 24 points. Bournemouth are 24, and then Southampton 23. So between, yeah, four points. But the thing is, honestly, man, my prediction was Southampton, Bournemouth, and uh, Leeds. Mm. Bec- I mean, Nottingham Forest, honestly, could. Me for now, I'd be really worried if I was Crystal Palace, though. Really? Why did they? I don't get why they sacked Vieira. That was so stupid yeah. to me. That, that because bro, Vieira first of all has had injuries in his team. On top of that, a lot of the teams that they've been losing against or like whatever recently. First of all, they haven't been losing by like wide margins. Mm. It's like probably like one, one, two goal differences. On top of that, they've been all teams that have been above Chris Spot. Like they've played Arsenal, they've played Man City, they played Man United, they played Chelsea, they played um, Liverpool, they played Brighton, they've played like in their last like I'd say ten games. Let me check this out. Crystal Palace in the last 10 games I've played, like, they've been playing teams that are above them in the league. They've been playing, let's see, yeah, Brighton, Man City, Villa, Liverpool, Brentford, Brighton, Man United, Newcastle, Man United, Chelsea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's since January. They've played all those teams, and all those teams are above them in the league. So, like, them sacking Vieira, like, to me is just, like, like, why? I think if, yeah, I think if you're a Crystal Palace, like, uh, owner, you you keep him for the rest of the season because you, at least he, he knows the players. At least he, he can s- s- maybe, like, he, he's a, he has a great knowledge of the game. At least mm-hmm. he somehow maybe could have, like, scraped together, uh, like, last couple games. And he's done well. Since he's he got appointed, what was it? Yeah, he got appointed, like, last year. And he's been doing well, in my yeah. opinion. The thing is, he's, been, he's had injuries in his squad, but the thing is, like, he's been doing well. You don't, you don't sack him, especially because... 
if Crystal Palace had, like, if they were, like, certainly getting relegated, okay, sure. And if they had, like, a gap over the relegation, maybe. But the thing is, there's only a four-point gap between them and the bottom three spots. Oh. And the thing is, right now, is West Ham, I think, I think West Ham... And Leicester are too good to go down. I think they're too good to I go down. I think their players are good. Like, I you, think you can never be too good to go down, but, like... But I think their players, on paper, like, don't warrant a relegation spot, right? No. Like, I think they're, like, they're, they're a lot better on paper than what they presented this year in the Premier League. But, like, Leicester mm-hmm. has lost four of the last five games. Mm-hmm. They're on a really strong downward trend. Mm-hmm. And you could say, okay, well, Madison is back. But he's going to be, you know, still playing probably limited minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but them, th- I think what's killing them is Vardy not being there. Yeah. Vardy, basically, he's there. But Vardy being basically washed in mm-hmm. the span of one year. I think that's what's killing them. Because every year they had Vardy to build them out yeah. in a way. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I don't know. If I'm, yeah, if I'm a Crystal Palace fan right now, I would be probably worried. Like, for, for me, I think prediction, like, right now, if I'm going to make a prediction for the end of the season right now, I think, I think who wins it? Hopefully, you know, knock on wood. Arsenal win it. Man City second. Man United, th- I think Man United comfortably are going to finish third. Now fourth. I think Spurs are out and Liverpool are making it. I, I, Liverpool, to me, it's like, it's so weird because they go from one week beating Man United 7-0 to losing to Bournemouth. Liverpool, to me, are such a weird team. But the thing is, it's like, Spurs, especially after what Conte did, I th- like what he said and like, I think Spurs are just. I think they're. I think, I they're, think they're done. I think. I think yeah. it's really hard to play under a manager that basically calls you shit. Yeah, basically, if you like, why would you like? Why uh, you feel me? Like that's the thing. And you, like, the worst part is like no player is really taking accountability mm-hmm. because if you look at Kulisevsky came out basically saying like, oh, well, I look at myself in the mirror and I know that I'm always trying. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, you're not gonna come out and say you know I'm not trying. Like, I think I think the players themselves, man, they just don't. They don't have it, man. It's like we mentioned last week. It's just it's a the culture of the club is just to lose. Yeah, it's it's a losing culture. And even, like, honestly, from how things progressed, like, we're obviously going to talk about this a lot more in depth, but how, with how things progressed with Bayern and their coaching, um, Tottenham had a really big opportunity to, to, to hire uh, Tuchel as their manager. And he had interest in that team. Yo. He, he like, like before, I think before he signed with... Uh, Bayern. Uh, no, I think, I think before he signed with Chelsea, they were, he was kind of in talks with Tottenham. But like yeah, but like if I were Tottenham, I would have kind of taken that and ran with it. He's a av- he's been available for a long time. You 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 have your your manager come out and like disgrace your club that hard. Ew. You get rid of them and sign Tuchel. You don't like allow Bayern. I mean Bayern obviously won that battle pretty easily, but I think it would have failed either way. No no, what what Spurs need right now. Is something new because you they've tried the experience like trophy winning managers and Mourinho, Conte. Tuchel, the thing is with him is that for me right now he is a better manager than both of them. But Tuchel has had issues because like, what was like what's what was been the main issue that's been at Spurs pretty much for like the last twenty years? It's been the board essentially. Yeah. Yep. And Tuchel, one of the reasons why he had to he left Dortmund because he basically had arguments with the board. Yeah, he's a hard coach. With he's Chelsea, right. he had arguments with the board as well. Yeah. And Bayern's board is kind of like well. It, Byron's board is notorious for being a bit like um, them and their matches do kind of go at it. So I wouldn't be surprised if I give it a year or two and it's going to happen with Tuchel at Byron again. Because the thing is, right, you put him at Spurs, he's going to beef the board again. So basically the same stuff is going to happen. I think what they need now is something fresh. Like for, If I was them, I would go on Nigel. I would hop on him right now. Yeah, yeah. If I'm yeah. them, Nagelsmann right now, yeah. I would get him right now. He did, he did great for Bayern. Right now, right now, even if it means missing top four, whatever, I, I get him right now. Because yeah, yeah. you get him right now, 
You don't even if they make Champions League, they're gonna get dusted next year either way. Mm -hmm. Get them right now. At least get Europa League, Conference League, whatever, because it gives you something. Get them right now. Let them rebuild. I would sell Harry. Kane. If I'm Spurs right now, sell Harry Kane. Probably sell Son. I would rebuild. look to rebuild because Nagelsmann is young. He's mm. 36, but he's young. Yeah. And he brings good ideas. Like I'm, he I'm, can develop talent. Like I mean, like that's you can what I'm see what he was doing with Musiala. Like. Exactly. If I'm if I'm if I'm uh, Spurs, I'm hopping on. Uh, yeah. I'm getting Nagelsmann right now. Yeah. Has so, but, to be. Although you say Liverpool has a high chance of making top four and how they've been really surprising this year, I think the more surprising team has obviously been Newcastle. Because if you look, bro, if you look at their record, they've only lost three games. Yo, you know the thing is the Newcastle's. I don't think they. Yeah, but it, that also means what they've drawn a lot of games. They've drawn. A I think li I think Liverpool will still lose a few games, but I think their wins are gonna compensate for for that because Newcastle they continue on their now. Okay, they have Alexander. Uh, uh, they have Isak back. Yeah, the Isak played in the Liga. I know he used to piss me off every time we played Sociedad. Yeah. He used to piss me off, but he's good now. It really depends because their thing is their lack of goal scoring. They're like defensively, they're really good. strong defensively, yeah. But Their yeah, lack yeah. of goal scoring is what's getting them. So if it really, I think, yeah, it would have to be Newcastle or Liverpool. I don't see a way. I Spurs. don't see or Brighton or like. like I don't see Brian. Career. I don't see Brian or Brentford. Yeah. I don't see a way that Spurs stay top four. I think it's gonna be Liverpool or Newcastle, no, and I think I'm yeah. leaning towards Liverpool right now just because they have the experience. They have yeah. Klopp. It's not, they have Klopp. They have the players. They have the experience. Whatever. Mm. I think it has to be. Liverpool, to be honest. Yeah, that's a fair. And then relegation. If I'm gonna go right now, honestly, man, bold take. I would not. I would not have said this a month ago. Obviously, not in order necessarily. Like, if, but yeah, relegation for me is gonna be yeah, Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, and Southampton. Yeah, I, I think I, I would just switch. I just switch Crystal Palace with Leicester. I think Leicester's going down. No, no. I don't. I think Leicester, like for me, man, they're just they, they're too. I good. know, like they have, like I'm telling Plus, you, like, they have it's, it's Brandon hard Brandon. to call, like, like to count them out. Yeah. But just the, like the season has been like so bad for them that it's like, I don't know if they can come back from it. You know, that's my only thing. And I think yeah. West Ham, I think West Ham like like gets out of that relegation spot. No, no, West Ham for sure are not getting relegated. For me, Leicester does that. Brendan Rodgers, although he has rightfully been on the criticism this year, I think they well, first of all, Chris Paul's don't have a coach right now, and whatever mm. coach they get, I don't think he's gonna be better than Brendan Rodgers. And then, and then um, Leicester have the players who can get him out. For me, I'd be very surprised with Leicester, mm -hmm. man. For me, Crystal Palace, although they have players that, to me, like, they have good players, but them getting rid of their coach so close to, like, like basically with them being so close to relegation, on top of that, uh, what's his name? Like, just their run of form. And plus, a lot of the players, I'm pretty sure, did not want Vieira to get sacked. That's the thing, so... I wouldn't be surprised if they went down. For me, either it would be Crystal Palace, and if I were to switch them out, it would be Nottingham Forest. Yeah, I think it would be Nottingham Forest, Crystal Palace, but for sure Bournemouth and Southampton. To me, I think they're down. Yeah, I, I think, think Bournemouth and Southampton for me, they're mm -hmm. down. They're done. I think it'd have to be between Nottingham Forest and Crystal Palace, and I'm leading more towards Crystal Palace for mm -hmm. the moment. Did you hear about what's going on with uh, with Man United and their bids for to, to buy the club? Yo, if they get cut any money, bro, it's over. It's over. That's I don't, tough because it's really it's bro, already it's attractive to play because for Man it's United. Man United, bro. Even yeah. no, no matter how shit they are, it's still Man, it's United. Man United. If they get money, it's done. It's, yeah, that's because like, bro, like people like get them the man. People didn't really fuck with City that much. Yeah, they get but some look money at and them. Look at them. Man United is a give, like, give these guys them, have give them money. Yeah. Give them well, they have money, but give them competent owners. Yeah. Like give them Man City's owners, bro. Now nah, they're washing the league. They're yeah. washing it because. Liverpool's owners are shit. Despite yeah, smart recruitment, whatever, whatever. I still do not like the Cronkies. Mm -hmm. I would they're shit. I don't want them. Mm -hmm. Chelsea, yeah, but I don't think Chelsea really have a model. Like yeah, they just splash good, but I don't think they necessarily have a model. We talked about that earlier. I don't think their model is gonna sustain itself for that long. So I don't see Chelsea mm -hmm. really challenging for leagues anytime mm -hmm. soon. Spurs, no. So yeah, it'd be between yo, it'd be between them and if they were to get cut to the owners, it would be between us. 
them, Man City and Liverpool. Mm. But then again, Man United, like you said, they're already an attractive team. With no matter how bantered they've been the last ten years, they're still attractive. It's Man United, so yeah. give them money, bro. Give it's the a, money, it's actually over. And but like I, so I heard currently the Glazers are only willing to sell if the bid is as high as six billion. I think the yo. <sighs> The Glazers are fucking stupid. If I'm them, I would just sell it now because, man, if they don't sell it, first of all, the amount of protesting and basically chaos it's going to cause if they don't sell because no Man United fan is the Glazers and they all want them out. Mm -hmm. That's one. I'm pretty sure I can guarantee you at least 95% of them want them out. Like, what's the point of them keeping them? Like, there's already too much debt in the team. Whatever. Just sell them and, bro, just, like, piss off. Go back to the U.S. So, but, like, okay, so obviously, because we're not Man United fans, but just try to put yourself in that position, even though I know it's really hard for you. I know it's hard. Yeah. You can do it, okay? Okay. Man. But you have, from my understanding, you basically have three open bids. One is from this, like, Finnish guy. Yeah, but um, isn't he the one who wants the fans to also He wants, to, like, to own half, and then he yeah, wants no, the fans no. not. <laughs> The other one, Jim or he's Radcliffe. also, yeah, Sir Jim Ratcliffe. So that guy from, like, as a, as a Man United, if I was a Man United fan. I would not want him, though. You, don't, you wouldn't you want know him. You know why? He's not, he's going to buy, but he's not going to clear the debt. No. The the, the, the Qatari ownership, they would clear the debt. They buy the team and clear all That's the debt. That's what they promised, yeah. That's the thing. So if I'm Man United, no, it would be them. I mean, okay, if you give me a choice, if I'm Man United fan, you give me a choice between the Glazers and, give me a choice between the Glazers and Saiyan. I'll probably take Saiyan. Bro, just get the Glazers out at all costs. Like, if you, Jim Ratcliffe, that Finnish guy, yeah, sure. But I'm not keeping the Glazers. But no, the best one by far is going to be Qatar ownership. Yeah, that's right. the thing because they were cleared the debt. They have the money, so yeah, I would, I would, I would keep it at that. To yeah. be honest, so fair enough, my friend. Fair honestly. enough, my friend. So we're gonna keep on talking about the Premier League. But basically, because of the international break, we thought it'd be a little bit fun to do a, play a little game of uh, our combined eleven for the season so far. By doing, a, but by doing a. Like hybrid start, bench, sell, sell, and uh, yeah, start, bench. bench, sell between basically each position. With each so. position. So that's kind of a game that me and Brahim came up with. And mm -hmm. hopefully you guys like it. Hopefully mm -hmm. you guys can participate in the comments below. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're just going to get right into it and start off with our goalkeeper. So these are the three that I'm going to put forward. And you can tell me if you agree or not. Mm -hmm. But it's between Allison, mm -hmm. Ramsdale, yeah. and Pope. Yeah, okay. Start Allison, bench Ramsdale, sell Pope. Yeah, I think I, I, I think for me that's, yeah, that's I think that, mm -hmm. that, that is it. Obviously, uh, like... Some people will tend to like look over Allison because of the way that Liverpool's form is. Mm. But if you watch the games, it's clear to see that Allison has been one who bails us out quite frequently. Yeah, yo, f you guys would have held smoke at Madrid if it wasn't for him. Oh, we would have been, yeah, yeah. We would maybe like a record uh, embarrassment at Madrid. It's, 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 yeah. So, um, for me, if it was for Allison, you guys would be where Chelsea are. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, guys are sure. Chelsea. Sure. I mean, he, he he does his thing, man. Like honestly, he's really like done a great job this year bailing us out. But Ramsdale, and I think that yeah, but league, Ramsdale's man. top of the league. He's how old is Ramsdale? Twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. 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 He's twenty three. Twenty four. Yeah. He is honestly like a great up and coming. Uh, plus, yeah, for goalies. Goal plus for goalies, man, he could be Arsenal's number one for at least 10, 15 for years. Because goalies, yeah. you don't have to be like. Uh, Goalies' prime is literally when they hit their 30s. Yeah. Like, they're, like, probably 31, 32 is when they hit their prime. Because, honestly, like, yeah, Ramsdale's is good and he's this young. Mm -hmm. Alice, even Allison's not that Even Allison's not that old. I don't think Allison's, Allison's like, like, 28, no? He's probably touching. I mean, I first heard of him in 2016. Mm -hmm. So, that was seven years ago. So, he's probably young. That's like, how old is he 2016, you know? he was with Roma, no? Yeah, he was with uh, 2016. Yeah, he was with Roma. Yeah, let me, let me check the squad. Hold up. Allison has to be not older than 28, 29. He's 30. Okay, he's 30. Yeah, okay, Allison's 30 years old. I mean, like, honestly, he's kind of hitting a stride. He's he's probably, like, I'd say his prime was, like, like started probably around two years ago. 
I think Allison's prime has been since you guys got him. Yeah. Pretty much since 2018. I mean, Allison, I remember, he was someone that I watched at Roma. And, bro, I, I mean, back then, Ter Stegen was, like, amazing. I mean, he's an, amazing now, but he did go through his, uh, you know, shit mm-hmm. period. But mm-hmm. me back then, I was looking at him for, I want to buy him for Barca. Mm-hmm. Low key, because he was, I was seeing my Roma. Like, for me, when you guys, I mean, paying $70 million for a goalie is, that's, that's was extravagant. Goal, yeah. But, you know. I said like, hey, him going to Liverpool was gonna basically make you guys like, like amazing because you guys went from you know Carius to Allison. So, yeah, so that's for me a consensus. I think I don't think you will disagree. Allison start bench Rams though. Yeah, and, and that's Pope. Obviously, like that's like no disrespect to Pope, but like no, he's amazing. You, you, but he's no, amazing. He's not, but if you watch this current season mm-hmm. of the Premier League, you I understand think, why we would do that. I so, think go yeah. yeah right now right backs Ben White, Trippier, and Wambasaka. Yeah, I think so. So, like, Juan Bissaka is, like, it's my obvious sell. But, mm-hmm. like, it's not disrespect to him. I think it's just because it took him a little bit of time to get to where he is. Like, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, hitting a stride with Manchester United. Yeah, Like, but he even, wasn't, like, yeah. Like, so, and even even so, like, honestly, like. Even so, he's not. He's a, bro, if Juan Bissaka played in the 2000s, he'd be probably the best center back in the world. Mm-hmm. Not center back, sorry, right, right back. back, yeah. But the thing is, his style of play for today, you can't win with a right a right back like him because, bro, he defensively he's amazing, but he's so shit on uh, offense. You yeah. can't you can't win with him. That's the thing. Exactly. So I think an obvious sell would be him. Between Trippier and Ben White, the thing is, is that because if you put Trippier in place of Ben White on Arsenal, I don't think Arsenal get worse hmm. because Trippier to me is like okay, overall he is probably a better right back. You'd say. Because offensively, he's great. Defensively, Ben White's probably a bit better. Mm-hmm. But, like, offensively, Trippier's really good. His, mm-hmm. his free kicks, set, set pieces, crossing, everything like that. That's, that's tough. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Like, I, think, I think if you were... Between him and Ben White. You know what, man? I, I would probably say... Just because I, I of would, this season, Ben White, honestly, for ben someone White. who's a center back who had to move to right back, yeah. the fact that we're still as great as we are with yeah. him playing out of position technically, mm-hmm. like, I would have to say... yeah, I'd probably I w- start Ben White. Yeah. Bench Trippier, but honestly, I wouldn't be mad if you were to start Trippier. Like, I wouldn't really oppose starting him and benching Ben White, but definitely sell him. I think I think he has like I think with Ben White, he has that little bit of a boost because his team is like top of the league. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's not to dis- obviously like discredit what he's done. He's done an amazing job. Mm-hmm. I would I would agree. Honestly, like right now today, I would start Ben White. Mm-hmm. I would bench Trippier and I would sell Juan Bissaka. For me now, if you go center back, so so center back just to like clarify. So if we have. Basically six center backs to consider, yeah, and we're gonna so start to bench, bench two, two, sell, sell two. two. So if I'm starting, yo, honestly, this is so. T- <laughs> Jesus, okay. I'm definitely starting Gabriel. I'm start. I'm starting Gabriel. That's for sure. I'm probably gonna. Who would you start alongside of him? Would you start? Varane. Saliba, Shar, Martinez, or Bauman. The thing is, is I'm going to be biased Saliba because Saliba's just cash. But Okay, okay. Honestly, man, I'm not trying to be a dick. I don't think I would start any of my United center bucks. You can't lose 4-0 to Brentford, Brighton, and then lose 7-0 to Liverpool. And, like, I can, I'm sorry, man. Bro, you, so, like, you before the wash by Liverpool, 7-0... Like a, I would have put Martinez up there, but, no, but it's, it's really hard it's after you su- see Salah absolutely like no, no, pants his ass. No, no, it's not even just one game for me, man. It's just overall the season. I can't put either of them above Saliba and um, and uh, Gabriel because even then, but they bought these new center backs. Plus they added um, Casemiro stuff like that. Man United's defense, defensive record has still not been mm-hmm. like it hasn't been great like, compared to previous seasons. Like I know they played like okay. I will say that Ten Hag, they play more offensively, yes. So when they had Ollie, they were way more defensive. But, like, the thing is, if you look at the goals conceded and stuff, it's not like it's been dramatically different. The thing is with Arsenal is that, what's his name? 
their defense is just because I've never felt more assured of a defense in my life mm-hmm. with Arsenal. Like uh, in my time watching Arsenal the past eight years, their this the defense has basically made me. I've like I've never been scared of getting washed. The thing is with Man United is that you know that they're still good. They're still like a hammering in there. Yeah, there's still holes in that defense that That's have been the- like taken advantage of so much that I think that Varane. And Martinez, I wouldn't sell them. No, 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 no. For me, but like, I think I would at least bench one of them. Look, if I'm being super, super, super harsh, because okay, I know you don't notice about me. I've always said this. I've always thought Varane was overrated, really? even at, because even at his time in Madrid, I looked at the games that Ramos didn't play and which Varane played, and you could just see Varane. Mm. Like, like for me, the one that sticks out the most is uh, <laughs> when they lost to Man City in 2021, when they lost the quarterfinals at least Man City Madrid. Ryan got pants that game. He pretty much caused, I think, two or three of the goals Man City scored. I think the first game ended uh, 3-1, I mm-hmm. think. Or maybe that was the first. Like, I don't know. One game ended 3-1, and Varane was out for probably like all three of those goals. Because mm-hmm. he scored an own goal, and then he caused the other goal to go in. So, mm-hmm. I've always thought Varane was overrated. So, if I'm going right now, who would I start? Yo, call me biased. I don't care. I'd go Saliba. At Saliba, Gabriel. If you were to pick one, I would. I if you would, were to pick one, okay. Let's let, hypothetically. I know you want them both, but if you were to just pick one, who you? Yeah, I take Gabriel. Okay. You say Gabriel. Okay. I take Gabriel. Fine. So let's then. Okay, let's let's. I agree. I think Gabriel has been the the more outstanding center back on your team. So okay. let's now compare Saliba. Okay. To Shar and Botman. You know, fine. I'll take about. You know what? Easy, easy. Okay, okay, easy. I'll go Gabriel Botman. I'd bench Martinez and Saliba, and then I would sell Varane and Shar. I think that's what I do. I don't disagree. I think that's. What I think I. I, I, I don't. Think I don't disagree. I, do. I think that's what I do. Like, how many? Like, yeah. I, I think. It, I. I don't think you could have a starting eleven without at least one of Newcastle's. No, no, you have to. You have to yeah, because their, their defense Grant, has been really Because if it wasn't solid. for the defense, they wouldn't be where they no, are. No, so their yeah. defense is keeping them wide. It's the reason why they're fifth. How many, they, like, they have like like thirteen clean sheets, maybe. Yo, they have. I'm pretty sure they have the best defense in the league. I need to check this. They probably have the, the best defense in the league. Let me check. Let me go right quick. Yeah. So like, like from what I remember, I'm pretty sure Newcastle has held like 13 clean sheets this season. Let me see. Um, my phone. My phone's broken. Nah, bro. Do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah, yo. They've conceded 19 goals in 26 games. That's the best in the league because, bro. Spurs have conceded. Yeah. Look at the teams around them. Spurs have conceded 40. Mm-hmm. 35, Man United have conceded. Arsenal have conceded 26. Man City have conceded 25. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Arsenal and Man City are conceding a goal, uh, pretty much like a goal again, because Arsenal out of 28 games, 26 conceded. Man City 27. They've conceded 25. Yeah, no, Newcastle, yeah. It, it would be unfair to not put one of them. And for me, uh, Bauman's been better. Yeah. For me, Bauman's been better than Shar. So, I put Bauman, but Bauman. I can't leave one of Arsenal. No, no, no. So. So, so, for us, collectively, we're seeing Bauman and, and Gabriel as our starts. Yep. Martinez and Shar as our bench. Set we're, and we're selling. Uh, For me, Martinez is more of a thing of I just did not expect. No, no, them to sorry. Do what did I say? Well. Sorry, uh, uh, Saliba and Martinez. Our bench, our but bench. Then, Char yeah. and and Varane were mm-hmm. selling. But the thing is with Martinez, man, is that I would just say is that it's not that it's not that he's necessarily been like he has been great. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I think he's been so great is because I did not expect him to be mm-hmm. good. Because he's probably small. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like pretty much most people didn't expect. That's him what. To be that's low. why I think like like. People have kind of rated him highly, and I think mm-hmm. that he deserves. He's to be done rated better highly. than what people expect. But because the the season started, everyone were like kind of clowning him, 
Like, mm. yo, you're short ass, bro. Yo, get out of here. Especially after, I think, that Brentford game. Yeah. Or Brian, I think one of them, it was so funny. There was a corner. And he tried to jump head away. Oh, like, it was man. bouncing. He tried to jump. And then everyone just kept out jumping. Wow, what, what, what a center back, bro. People were going off on Twitter, bro. You it know, was, like, yeah, I don't know. But if I, okay, yo. But yeah, no. So that, I think that's I think, why we kind of, like, mentally have to I give think, him, yeah, like, his me, flowers. Be, uh, but we're still benching him. Okay, left back, Zinchenko. Done, done, done. Zinchenko is starting for sure. Okay, so our three our three left backs are Zinchenko, Robertson, Robertson and Shaw. Shaw. Zinchenko, get bench Robertson, sell Shaw, easy. Robertson has been one of Liverpool's most consistent players. On top of that, Robertson, what's his name? For me, bro, no Shaw. I've never rated Shaw. I've never rated Shaw, bro. He's no. Bro, Shaw looks. I think Shaw looks too fat to play. Shaw, it's not, yeah, it's not even. It's not even a that. You know, Shaw. I don't know if you know that. Actually, Shaw's Muslim, by the way. Word. That's right. Luke Shaw's Muslim, by the Luke? way. Luke. Yeah. Damn. Hey, Luke Shaw's a Muslim, man. I mean, if he's not, I've been lied to. But Luke Shaw's Muslim. A convert or like born? Convert? No, convert. Oh, okay. What kind of born I, Muslims? I'm, I'm wondering, Luke? bro. No born convert. No born Muslims called Luke. I don't know, bro. Lebanon got some wild names. But like, point is, bro. Um, I've never rated Shaw, and Robertson to me is just too good. This year, Zinchenko's been better than him, but to me, Robertson, you do not sell Robertson. Yeah, so I think no. with, with Zinchenko, so I basically, I, I think I, I agree. Now, Man United fans are probably going to say, oh, we're going to start Shaw, but there's no. no fucking way that we're starting no, Shaw. No, say Man United fan would say they'd start him over Zinchenko. Maybe you'd say, okay, I'd keep him instead of Robertson. Even then, I think you're stupid, but no, there's no way anyone tells you that they start. No left back starts over Zinchenko. I think year. Zinchenko is one of the best left backs in the world right now. Bro, for me, honestly. Like who, who? Who's who, better? Who's better? Who's better? Davies? Not no, not really. Nah, Bayern aren't even first in their league this yeah. year, so it's not. Him. It hasn't been him. I mean, if you're gonna go based on like, I don't know, man. I'm not gonna. Okay, because here's the oh, thing. Oh, uh, Hernandez maybe. No, no, Hernandez has been injured since the World Cup. No, no, no. But yo, I, honestly, I'm talking about like like just not like maybe not this season. I'm talking about just like skill. Like, like Zinche- for me, it's because Zinchenko bro, takes everything. Because for me, man, he he tucks in to the midfield when we're on attack. He plays as like a as like a midfielder on defense for someone who. By the way, Man City fans know that Zinchenko is not actually a left back. He is a midfielder. Yeah, yeah, but no, Pep put him as a left back. He adjusts. And the thing is with that is that he makes. The thing is, man, is that when we had Tierney, I w- I like for me it's like when we didn't start Tierney, I was like it's doom and gloom because Tierney is so good. But to mm. me, it's like Zinchenko makes me think like yeah no Tierney man like I don't I don't care that we're benching because bro. He's so smart, man. Like his passing, his pressing, his his um positional, but everything he does is just like, like you can tell when we don't have Zinchenko yeah. on the team. You can tell. Yeah. Like, but the tyranny is so good, but you can just tell we miss not we miss Zinchenko if he doesn't play. No, you do, and I think the players also feel like there may be mm-hmm. like a missing confidence in a sense because mm-hmm. like he's such a great leader on the on on the field. Mm. So. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. Like I think again, like it's really hard to think of another left back that's just been better than him this season. Like, uh, yeah, this. Season, I mean, I'm not in the world. I'm not gonna say in the world just because like that's I hard, feel like I'm hard. missing someone. Yeah. But like he's definitely top three this season. This I mean, he's season. the best in the Premier League. So he's the best in the like, Premier League. Like, he has to be. He's top three. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right now we go to midfield. So okay. So mid. we're gonna. You want to start off with DM or, or? Oh yeah. By the way, just in case it wasn't clear, we're doing four three three formation. So one DM, two center mids, two center mids who play as eights essentially, and then three forwards. So yeah, three four. So we're gonna go off with the the two center mids. For me, Odegaard, and it'd have to be Odegaard and probably uh, probably Bruno, probably Bruno. Yeah, I'd say start Odegaard and Bruno. Now, who we have besides them? We have Jack. I don't know about that. I think I think I'd have Odegaard and De Bruyne. 
I think Holland doesn't have nearly as many goals as he has without like. Bro, De Bruyne hasn't been consistently enough starting. This but isn't year it crazy how he hasn't been there. consistent? But still, he's like when you when he's on the field, he's still like amazing. Yeah, but even that, not for me, De Bruyne. I think he's lost it a bit this year. First of all, De Bruyne's looking kind of chunky. I don't know. Why. Yeah, he's looking a little chunky. He every time, bro, five, four or five years ago, I'd see him running. He could run. Now, if he hits one sprint, he's red as shit. <gasps> Brother needs, a, brother needs Ramadan. <laughs> like, bro, he's he's. I don't know. For me, this year, I would not. Nah, for me, you'd. I think it's dumb not to put Bruno or Orga. Because although Bruno, I am of the belief that you can't win a Premier League with Bruno as your captain. Mm-hmm. I will say that. But for me, Bruno, you put him there because you take Bruno away from Man United's midfield, and yeah, no, like it's because you you look at his stats just look at first of all and on top of that man the um, the best ability is durability and bruno has been he starts every game for them mm-hmm. he starts every single game europa league premier league portugal he's durable he never gets injured i think yeah you'd have to put bruno there based and on think, that and based on just stats obviously because this is a premier league starting 11 yeah like we're really considering premier league yeah. but i think it's hard to like to and, disregard uh, the world cup performance because like I know I said De Bruyne, but, but at the Bru- same time, at le- like I know that Bruno played a great World Cup. He was decent. De Bruyne was shit. Okay, but obviously, people need to keep in mind, this I'm just talking about this year. Overall, yo, yeah, De Bruyne yeah. shits on Bruno. Yeah. Right, those Bruno-De Bruyne comparisons piss me off yeah, so yeah, yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> now, De Bruyne overall shits on Bruno. I'm just talking about this year for me. I mm-hmm. put Odegaard-Bruno. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can't debate Odegaard. Yeah, yeah, Odegaard for yeah. me. Odegaard, but it's between him and Holland for Premier League Player of the Season for mm-hmm. me. It's between him and Holland, mm-hmm. so I would have to say Odegaard. Now, bro, did you see that tackle by Rodri on Odegaard on the? Don't, uh, we'll get on that after you. We'll get on that after. Bro, the Arsenal fans were crying, bro. We'll get on oh that after. Look, look, De Bruyne, oh, not De Bruyne, sorry. Odegaard and Bruno. Then after that, you have what? Madison, Joe Linton, Jacka, and um, yeah, De Bruyne. For me, who would I bench right there? I, yeah, for me, I'd bench. Um, De Bru- I would bench De Bruyne and Jacka. Yo, on it. <sighs> Yeah, I'd be okay. You know, I probably agree with you, but it's so harsh, especially leaving Joe Linton out of it. I think it like I, I agree with you, but leaving Joe Linton out is very harsh. I think. Okay, but I would agree. Well, I mean, the thing is, is like we uh, have like uh, a no, bit no, of bias because like uh, it's not even, but no, no, it's not even bias. For me, Xhaka has been amazing this year. I wouldn't, I wouldn't start him over Bruno or Odegaard, obviously, but he's mm-hmm. been amazing. But for me, nah, man, it'd be. I agree. Xhaka and De Bruyne are the benched ones, but it's so harsh to leave Joe Linton out. Madison too, but especially Joe Linton. Madison, he's been injured for a while, no? Like he has, but Joe Linton, man, is like he's been great. He's yeah, been yeah. great for Newcastle, so it, it's harsh. Okay, so and then I think collectively, I think we can agree that Odegaard, Bruno. I'm not mad Bruno's in. Like obviously, mm-hmm. I have like a little bit of a bias towards De Bruyne, probably because of like like historically, I've always rated him. But yeah, nah. I still think okay, Bruno we can we can say it. that Bruno and Odegaard make it in uh, as our as our basically like two midfielders. Mm-hmm. Plus, Jacques and De Bruyne, Jacques are, and De Bruyne are benched. Jolent and Madison and Madison are selling, but like really hard sells. I think Madison had a potential actually to like to like make it as a starter yeah. if if he had a mm, more. Not even that. Not only he'd have to be insanely he'd good to, to yeah, start over Odegaard. But yeah, not for me. If you go to DMs now, before Chelsea fans pipe up. I'm not putting Enzo Fernandez on this shit because he's only joined in January, and even then he's joined, and you guys are still shit. I still wouldn't have put him anyway. He's Bro, still, my, my, my man could have played you, all the way in. You guys are still shit. Anyways, who am I going DM? So between Partey, Raji, Casemiro. Now, I think this is probably. I think this is the hardest one on the list. <sighs> I think I know who I sell. Like I think I, I like. Bro, I'm sorry, it's, but it's Partey. I sell Partey. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, no. <laughs> well, yes. No. How do you sell? How do you sell Rodri or Casemiro? Oh, I don't know, man. How would you sell the dude who held seven against Liverpool and the dude who's second in the league versus the dude who's first in the league? Because it's Casemiro. I don't care. Well, no, I'm no, no, no. I'm not, this isn't me. No, but okay. No, no, no. For me, for me. I'm not saying. No, first of all, I'm not saying I start Partey. I'm definitely not selling him though. But how would you sell Roger or Casemiro? That's what I'm saying. Like, bro, it's like all due respect, brother. All due respect, but like it's because to me, like, Casemiro has changed Man United. That's that's what I say. He's like, changed like, him so you're much. talking about like like a player that has come and made this team mm. third in the league. Yeah, cool. They lost they lost seven with him on the field though. Okay, bro. Like listen, every every He's also, bro, he's also going to be suspended for the next four games and he already held a three game suspension. Oh, bro, I listen, think. we're talking about ability. To date. We're talking about to date. Well, bro, ability in the Premier League. I, you can't tell me the dude who's 19 points clear of him. You can't tell me I'm going to put Casemiro over Partey. Bro, that's a that's a team accomplishment. Well, yeah, but mm. that's a team accomplishment. How long is part? How many games has Partey missed? Well, he's missed a, a, a few games. Okay, yo, listen, listen. Okay, okay, okay. You know what, man? Fine, I'll give you this. I'll start Casemiro. I bench Partey. I'm selling Rodri. I'm not. I cannot sell. I'm not selling Partey. No. And I think Casemiro's better than Rodri. I'm not selling. I'm not selling. No. Casemiro starts. Like I think. Okay. If. If you could switch, like you could switch Casemiro and Partey, and like oh. I think either one works, but you're not selling either of them. I think it has to be Rodri. Keep in mind, keep in mind, this shit is fucking hard because Rodri is insanely shit. good. This is so this good. is the hardest position to determine because they're all they're really so good, good. But I just think you have. No, I think Rodri. Oh my god, I, I don't, I don't like, like just saying that like hurts me. And I, I'm not even like I don't care about Man City. I don't even like Rodri. Fuck Rodri, though. Yeah, fuck him. Like, well, you know, but, you know, you know, the thing is, man, is I'm a, like, okay, as a Spain fan, yeah, I'm not gonna shit on him too much because yeah. it was with Spain, but yeah, that tackle he did on Odegaard was disgusting. So, you, would you say that that's not like biasing you in some way? No, I don't know, man, because I, I love Spain. I don't know, man. You know, you know what? Honestly, not even just fuck Rodri period because first of all, just like <laughs> people, people think he's like this little calm dude. No, he says a lot of like shit. Right, like, he talks you know, shit. On top of that, last year when he scored that win against Arsenal, they don't want to talk about the two one at the Emirates in like the last minute. He pull off, took his shirt off, starts running towards the the Arsenal section, starts like waving, doing this and all that shit. Like, no, no, he's a he's a shithead. He's, he's a, a shit disturber. He's, he's a dickhead. Right. Anyways, I think yeah. It's, it's, uh, okay, so I think for this position, that's I'm you gonna, know what I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna have. I'm gonna have my starting through my uh, my. Mm-hmm. Combination. You have your combination. We're gonna leave it in the comments. So yeah, I don't listen. You I don't. I, mine is basically this. I start Casemiro. I bench Rodri, and I sell Partey. Look, I don't disagree with whatever people think. Is just for me personally. I don't see how you you can't sell Partey. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think you can. Point is, left wing. I think this is okay. It's a bit easy, but not easy as what people think. Now, it's between Rashford, Grealish, and Martinelli for me. Now, Grealish has been doing good this he's year. Been doing, yeah. He's been doing way better than he was last yeah. year. But he's not, he's not, he, you sell him. Between he's Martinelli not a, and he's Rashford. He's not a hundred million euro yeah, player. Between, yeah, he's, well, we all knew that. Yeah. Between Martinelli and Rashford now. That's a tough one. Okay, Rashford's been amazing since the World Cup, but people keep gassing him up as if Martinelli isn't one goal behind him in the, in the race. And the also, thing, I, the thing is about it is that you. I think people forget that this is team of the season, yeah, yeah, not yeah. team of the half season. Yeah, like, you okay. Know what I mean? like, but even then, even then, I would still go Rashford. Mm. I think overall, though, I think Martinelli's better overall. Mm. The reason why is because I think Ra- Rashford is not an intel. He's not a smart player, in my opinion. In what way? Like his his, um, his passing, his link up play, his everything. Rashford to me is like, yeah, he's great. He like he runs, skills, pace, shooting, good, whatever. But to me, he's not smart. 
Like you can just kind of tell by watching him. He don't. He doesn't strike me as like a smart player. For example, Anthony Martial to me is a way smarter player than Rashford. But Rashford's a better player. Mm. But that's the thing. Martinelli to me, I think, will be better. Like for now, if I were to compare both of them, who would I prefer having in my team? Maybe slightly, slightly Rashford. But Martinelli's also twenty-one or twenty-two. Rashford's twenty-five. Yeah. So like. Give it like two, three years. I think Martinelli is better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, aside so, yeah, I think it's relatively easy. I go Rashford, start, bench Martinelli, sell Grealish. I think you wouldn't disagree with that. No, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't hate it. Like, obviously, I, I've I been really respecting mm-hmm. what Rashford has done since mm-hmm. kind of like that, the like start of the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. I think he deserves that starting position for sure. Yeah. But like, obviously, never discredit Martinelli. He's been doing his thing. He's, I think, I think if I, if I ask, if I'm being asked who I'd like to watch more, mm-hmm. I think I would like to watch Martinelli more. Yeah. Also, fuck Southgate, by the way. Word. You know, you guys, the shit he said about Rashford, bro, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, right wing between Salah, Saka, Mahrez, I think that's easy, honestly. Yeah, it's obviously Salah starting, no. Saka <laughs> selling, and then Mahrez bench. <laughs> no. All right, so would you Saka like... starting, Salah bench selling. Are you dumb? All right, so should we start Mahrez, then, no. then Salah, you... no, 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 you're, sell you're, Saka? You're selling Mahrez. But I think Saka could make you a lot of money on the transfer market. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about ability. Well, I'm, they're asking me who I want to sell. You... All right, guys. So I think we've Saka come to a starting Salah that... bench. Mahrez Salah is a better. Okay, Salah obviously like I'm not gonna take away from him. Yeah, overall, yeah, you you still take him over Saka, probably sure. But like this year, I'm talking about this year. I think eleven, I think, okay, twelve okay, goals. Tw- what what remove, is Saka? On? Remove my bias because obviously Salah is my favorite Bro. player. Or he's one of them. Saka's on 10 assists and how many? I think 12 goals. Yeah, yeah. It's not a low assist. Okay. Yeah, 12 goals, 10 assists. He's on 22 goal contributions for the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. How's he doing in the Europa League? Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Liverpool, what are they doing? I mean, listen, we can still win a Premier League. Liverpool are not winning anything. Yeah, but you guys and they got bounced in the Champions League. It's like you guys are all talking all this shit. We're going to beat Madrid. Listen, beat listen, Madrid. listen. With all due respect, Champions League. Okay. Europa League. Yeah, cool. Champions League, you're out of it. We're gonna, we, we're but gonna, you're out of the Europa League. We're going to win the league, though. For all this golden era under Klopp, we're going to have the same amount. We're going to have... You guys Cha- have one Premier League. Champions League. Yeah. Europa League. Yeah, anyways. You know what, bro? Oh, no, no, but anyway. Like, other Saka, <laughs> Star, anyway. Ben, Salah, I think <laughs> Salah. This is based on just this season. Obviously, any other season, it's, I start Salah. It's a, but Premier this league, season, it's a Premier League team of the season. Saka. And I know I've been talking about World Cup and whatever, but mm-hmm. I think that like everyone will agree. Mm-hmm. Not everyone. Obviously, there's going to be some fans that are going to like hate this take. Mm-hmm. I think you start Saka. Mm-hmm. I think you bench Salah, and yeah. you sell Mahrez. And okay. obviously, Mahrez, is, he's, no. he's a great player, but you don't even consider him, I think, in, in, in that like. No, yeah. let's see. Striker now. Between Ivan, Tony, Harry Kane, Holland. Now, okay. For me, now, okay. I know how you feel about this one. This okay. one, listen. This is my opinion. Granted, I might it might confuse people. Okay, listen. I will start Holland. Yeah, I think and I'll and I'll bench Kane. To. But but, I would prefer Harry Kane in my team over Holland. I think Harry Kane. I think Harry Kane is a better player than Holland. I'll put Holland just because of the ridiculous amount of goals he scored. But who would I prefer on my team? You'd you tell me. I would take Kane. Mm-hmm. I don't take Holland. I take Kane. Yeah, I and mean, then I'd bench Tony's. Ivan Tony's amazing. He's great, but you can't start him. You know, he, you he has like goals. fourteen goals this season. I yeah, think no, he's he, going a little bit under the no, radar. No, no, no. He, he's good, but you, you'd be dumb to say yeah, no. Yeah, no, 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 I'll do respect, Tony. You're 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 getting sold, buddy. But like, he has you know. more. He has more gambling allegations than he has goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, that's crazy. You me. So yeah, but, I would uh, say yeah. I mean, Holland. listen, you you can't. I don't think you have a Premier League starting eleven without Holland. Mm-hmm. 
right? No. Uh, if we were running a different formation, obviously it would be Kane and Holland, but we're mm-hmm. not. We're running the four three three. So mm-hmm. I think that Kane respectfully goes on the bench. Yeah, and you start Holland, yeah. And you start Holland, mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of people would agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? Honestly, like. It's really hard for me to, 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 to compare the two because of the way that they play the game. It's a really different. But mm. I think that as a complete striker, mm. as a complete player, yeah. now, today, you would consider Kane better. Kane, no, as a complete player, I can't. Kane, yeah, right? He just he does a lot more for, I think, a lot more for his team mm. than, than people give him credit for, I think. Mm-hmm. And that, that, yeah, but I think in terms of just striking ability, finishing all of those right now, mm. Haaland is, is, is the, that... Yeah pivotal role so mm-hmm. uh yeah okay, so just to quickly recap our starting 11 for the premier league so and then we'll recap everyone who's on the bench so right? it would have to be yeah so okay so we'd put so okay recap so allison and okay so we'll go start from defense to attack so allison goal yeah ben who's white, your bench yeah allison goal and then rams on the bench right we would put ben white and then Trippier on the bench as yeah. the right back. We would put Botman and Gabriel as our two starting center backs with Martinez and Saliba on the bench. Yep, correct. We would put Zinchenko starting Robertson on the bench for left back. Mm-hmm. We'd put Odegaard. We would put Odegaard and um, Bruno Bruno as our two Stop. two number eights, mm-hmm. our center center mids. Correct. And then we would bench uh, De Bruyne and Jaka. De Bruyne and Jaka. And then we would put well, that's my opinion. Okay. I would start Partey, put Casemiro on the bench. And then what about you? You would start Partey, put Casemiro on the bench? Oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Start Casemiro, put Partey on the okay, bench. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah start. Okay, so the, but I yeah. would uh, start Casemiro, bench Rodri, and then I would sell Partey. Okay, so you put Casemiro and then bench Rodri, okay. Then left wing, uh, Rashford, and then bench Martinelli. Correct. And then right wing, Saka, bench Salah. Correct. And then striker, Holland, bench Kane. Great. Okay, so Boom. we're... Uh, in some somewhat of an agreement there and obviously if you guys have your own opinions you can definitely leave those in the comments and we can discuss yes you're wrong though i'm always correct that is not true I this did. guy is a fucking idiot uh anyway so uh now for our final topic of today's podcast we did want to touch on a little bit of recent news in the bundesliga which is that obviously is, the change in management I, I of can, bayern munich I, I cannot believe that shit for a second okay yeah okay because here, here's the thing here's the thing right is that with bayern them okay, them sacking him. I'm not gonna say is well. I do think it's insanely harsh, but I'm not gonna say that it's for like absolutely no reason. No, of course not. There's always a reason. But like for me, touch because okay, Bayern have won five out of the last ten Bundesliga games, and they're second. I think one or two points behind Dortmund right now. Mm-hmm. But I still think even if they kept Nagelsmann, they would have won the league. But I think this is mainly an internal thing because honestly, you look at what they've done in the Champions League this year. They've won seven out of uh, no, they won eight out of eight games and kept seven clean sheets. Mm-hmm. So Champions League, they've been kicking ass, and it's not like they've been playing shit teams. They played Barca twice, Inter Milan twice, and uh, PSG, PSG twice. twice. Yep. and they were able to keep key, uh, clean sheets and pretty much like yeah, pretty much and seven out of eight clean sheets. Yeah. So Champions League, they've been good. I think what it is is honestly, I don't think it's for because of the league. I think it has to do with some of the players and maybe his relationship with the board because. First of all, and I know he's not there anymore, but Lewandowski was told that he had he didn't like Nagelsmann. I've heard Muller and Goretzka apparently did not get along with him that much as well. I think it's mainly an issue between he had with some of the players and with the board, because I don't think rash. I don't think it could be any other reason than that. Because yeah, maybe the league form has dipped slightly, but granted, you can't sack a manager for being second in the league in the quarterfinal of a Champions League. Also, second in the league that they're still probably going to win regardless of 
uh, like even if he was there or not, they were still probably going to win it. So for me, I think it had to be something internal. I don't think it's. I mean, I think I think it's internal. I think this is actually a combination. So from what I was kind of reading and understanding about the current situation is that like there was this bit of a shift from. Uh, the older, more established players like Muller, mm-hmm. trying to like you could kind of see him being slowly phased out of the team, and then the, kind of the rise of some of those younger players like taking over because he is a young coach like, mm-hmm. in and of himself. So I think yeah. he favored, showed somewhat of favoritism to those younger players, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one thing where I could see like maybe some of those like more established players could look at it and be like, hey, like, you know. This team is, is like I, like I'm a big part of this team, right? So like right that could piss you off, and then as because you're a, a player like Mueller who is really well established with Bayern, mm. right? You could have some influence with the with the ownership, right? That's one thing, right? But I think as well, um, he did have from again from what I was reading, he did have a little bit of a clash with with the ownership. But I think the more pressing scenario and the more likely reason why he was sacked mm-hmm. was because of the availability of Tuchel. Yeah, I th- yeah, because the thing is, Tuchel apparently was courted by Bayern. Uh, Real Madrid were looking at him, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, Spurs. Like, who the fuck goes to Spurs? <laughs> I don't think they were really threatened by Spurs. I think they were mainly threatened by Madrid because if it, like if they didn't pounce on it now, mm-hmm. then Madrid would have, which I'm happy Bayern did because I didn't. if he went to Madrid, well, like, as a Barca fan, that shit would have been... Uh, <laughs> I did not want him going to Madrid. So I'm happy they did, but granted, I agree with. I think for the, mainly the two reasons would have to be because of his availability and his risk of potentially going to Madrid, and also for the fact that I think Nagelsmann just had issues with the board and some of the mm-hmm. players themselves. Yeah, and obviously, like like you, you're picking in this scenario. Obviously, you're in a position where you're pretty much middle of the season. Mm-hmm. You have. Uh, you're you're basically your Bundesliga Clasico coming up, right? Mm-hmm. You're in the quarterfinals of the of the Champions League, and you're looking for a guy who has history of joining a club and middle just doing his middle of the season and doing his thing. Also, with Chelsea. Be, also beating Man City, you know, beating right? City exactly. Like that's your like that that might be your pep uh, also, counter. Right? No, no, you know, you know what's pissing me off though? It's it's actually pissing me off so much. I hate Man City fans who are trying to like. Who are trying to basically egg on or create some sort of rivalry with Bayern? Yeah, like shut up. It's like, bro, like who are you guys? Because I'm seeing edits of them saying, "Oh, look what Aguero did to Bayern last time he played them." Yeah, that was seven years ago against a worse Bayern team, yeah. and it's not Aguero, it's Holland. And on top of that, they're basically like, "Oh, look what Holland did to Bayern like a uh, last two years." It's like, bro, why are they trying to force a rivalry? Like, who are you? Yeah, and the thing is about the, si- Bayern, the situation, bro, is like, like r- what happens. Whatever happens with that matchup between City and, uh, City and Bayern winning the is like they're gonna blame it on Tuchel. Whether it's a success, they're gonna be like, "Oh, well, that's because we got Tuchel. Like, you know, we did our thing." But if they fail, it's but they fail, they'll be like, "Oh, they shouldn't have done that." Yeah, Nagelsmann was doing his thing. Yeah. Like, like, well, even then, no, no, I don't think Bayern fans are gonna blame Tuchel. I think what it is, they might blame the board for basically yeah. destabilizing the season mm, by bringing yeah. in a manager like in March, pretty yeah. much. I think they would say that, but I don't. That, they can't. They wouldn't blame Tuchel. They have a, listen. They have a scapegoat now. That's all I'm saying. I think they're scapegoat. But Bayern fans, because Bayern fans are not really like yeah. For them, winning Champions League is important. But even if they don't win it, I don't think them going out to Man. Like say, unless they get if they get dusted by Man City, which I don't. I honestly don't think will happen. Yeah, maybe. But if they lose by just like one goal and like. It's a relatively even thing. I don't think they can really scapegoat anyone essentially for losing because losing to Man City isn't like um, 
I think. Now, I will say, last year when they did lose, they lost to Villarreal in the, in the round of 16. They lost uh, to Villarreal. I will say that that was, ins- like, Nagelsmann, that was on him. So I think I think maybe frustrations kind of arose since then. Because since last year, I could say probably, f- in my experience, from, like, the time I've watched Bayern and football, I think Nagelsmann, to me, has been, I think he has slightly underperformed. I think I think he has because in the league the results have not been as great as you think. Even though they're still gonna win the league, but Bayern's kind of like PSG in the sense like it's not just winning the league necessarily. Yeah, it's obviously the way you yeah. win results, stuff like that. And on top of the fact that like yeah, well yeah, he hasn't he hasn't, he wasn't a quarterfinal this year, but last year they got bounced by Villarreal very prematurely. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, so I think for me, I think the only I think alternative I'd say would be Carlo Ancelotti. I think Carlo Ancelotti also underperformed with Bayern when he was there slightly but like i think for me yeah it'd have to be now because i think just underperformed overall so that's why i say that like i can understand maybe why they sacked him but i personally think i i wouldn't have done a person i think it was really harsh it's really harsh but like, I, I think that like a highlight sports in general are just such a dirty business because yeah. like this i'm pretty sure like it was two years ago where he signed a five-year contract yeah, they had to pay. Right. They had to pay Leipzig twenty million to take him on because he was on contract with Leipzig. So they had to pay Leipzig twenty million just to release him. Brother was skiing. Yeah, I know. brother was, <laughs> brother was out on the slopes. You know, going, hey guys, what's going on? Yeah, you've been fired. Word, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. So like, yeah, he found out over social media, and he found out over social media. And on bro, top did, of that, did a press conference, I think. Like the bro, guy asked he, him, like, did you know, like you're about to get sacked tomorrow? He's like. Uh, <laughs> bro, they found out then, and then he, I don't know if his girl broke up with him, or he broke up with his girl, but then he, his, he's not in a relationship with his girl anymore, Damn, and then he's getting linked to Spurs. Bro's been sacked multiple times, bro. Dude's been linked to Spurs, broke up with his girl, and bro, got sa- sacked by Bayern. Bro, like, that's probably the worst 24 hours anyway. Imagine, like, getting linked to Spurs as well. Bro, brother found a new biddy in London. Yeah, London uh, ting. A London ting, bro. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, listen, I, I don't, I think that there's like a lot of, I think in, on a personal level, you do kind of feel bad for him. You think that like, no. but I, at the same time, there are open jobs. Like even yeah, like, there are jobs like there. you could think that like, I think a lot of people are calling for this, that like Ancelotti's kind of like coming to a bit of an end with Real. Yeah. Oh, true. I forgot to mention. Yeah, he could go Madrid. Yeah. Ancelotti is going to take over Brazil. You think so? He is gonna. Well, I don't. First of all, the Brazilian players in Madrid are talking about it, like mm. publicly. It's not these aren't rumors. They're probably talking about how he might take over Brazil. Mm. On top of that, he's definitely leaving Madrid at the end of the year. Yeah. That's one hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. Even if they win the Champions League, whatever, he's still gonna leave. Yeah, like he's leaving Madrid. So I think he's going Brazil. Now, if I'm Madrid, he's Italian. Ancelotti? Yeah. yeah, he is Italian. Oh, he's Italian. Yeah, right. his name's Ancelotti. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, Carlo. Like, bro. My man looks yeah. like he's eating pasta on the Point daily. Is, I think yeah. Now, if I'm Madrid. Okay, if I'm Madrid, honestly, man, I would have two options. Now, one of them would be, I don't think would ever happen, Luis Enrique or Nagelsmann. I don't, the Pochettino rumors to me should not exist. Pochettino is not that guy. I don't for, think. For uh, Spurs? No, no, for Madrid. If Madrid want to appoint someone. Oh. If I'm done, I'm looking at I'm looking at either Nagelsmann or Enrique. Enrique. Now, Enrique will make the most, uh, most sense because he's worked with a lot of Madrid's players because he was Spain's boss, obviously, and also he's Spanish, so communication there. But... He was Barca's coach, and he played with Barca for most of his career, which is why I don't think he would personally would Want, go yeah, Madrid. Like, it sounds like a bit of a betrayal. But then again, you don't really turn down Real Madrid. You don't know. But then again, it's like, I don't know. It really depends on his loyalty because Madrid, mm. like, they don't care. They could hire him. Who cares? But you think Madrid would want him? He's good. I, mean, I know, but not, not in terms of, like, merit, but I'm t- talking about in terms of just pride. Well, bro, they signed Luis Figo from us. 
So like yeah. I don't yeah, think I don't think they pri- they, they don't got no pride. They don't care to them. It's basically they, uh, to them. It's basically like them getting one over Barca. I guess like, yeah. oh yeah, your former manager's coming to us. Like I don't know if I'm them. I'm looking at that or Nagelsmann. But Enrique, I don't really see it happening. Mm-hmm. I could see Nagelsmann happening for me. I've seen rumors of maybe Conte because he's gonna leave Spurs. Maybe Mourinho, which I don't think happens. And I think Conte needs to go back to Syria. Yeah, I think Syria definitely suits Conte more. Yeah. But for me, I think yeah, go Nagelsmann because. Either him or Enrique, and then I, if Pochettino, I would not take Pochettino if I was them. That's, no. I think that's the stupidest appointment they mm-hmm. can make. I think Pochettino, like, I don't know. If he goes back to Spurs, I think it's dumb on Spurs. Like, I don't know, man. For me, Pochettino, like, he's great. I just don't think he's... He, I don't think you take Pochettino, he'll win you the Champions League. Yeah. Like, he can... Like, with Spurs, the reason why he was, like, a good manager is because he took Spurs who don't really win shit like, consistently being top four, making them think they could actually win because they did challenge for the league for two years under him and they also made the finals of the Champions League yeah they never won anything but like he's that like he's that type of coach but like I don't think he's the type of coach that takes you to those leagues and winning Champions Leagues and shit I just don't think he's that guy but what do you think like in terms of like trophies what do you think is Spurs priority at the moment like like do you go from a team that's never won a trophy to a team that's won the Champions League? Or do you focus on, like, one of them smaller ones, you know, like the, the energy drink cup, you know, or, like... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so your question is basically, what do you think Spurs should do right what now? Do you like, think who Spurs should they appoint? Oh, no, what do you think Spurs should, like, prioritize? Do you think I think they, they should prioritize just getting Nagelsmann and rebuilding. I don't think... Because they're not winning a trophy. Yeah. I, if I'm them... I mean, okay, granted, I'm not a Spurs fan. Like, they've been starving for a trophy, so... If I'm a Spurs fan, would I take a trophy but still being, like, take an FA Cup, Carabao Cup, whatever? Because if I'm not winning Champions League or Premier League, that's 100% sure. Or maybe even, like, a Europa League or whatever. Would I take that and kind of continuously go through, like, the whole cycle they've been going through of, like, mediocrity? Yeah. Or do I ri- do I basically say these next three, four years, I'll take them if we're going to be, like, mid, like, basically finish 6th, 7th, 8th. But we have a young manager to progress into actually something way better. Mm-hmm. Granted, under these owners that they have, I don't think they're actually... Under Daniel Levy, I don't think they'll actually do much because Daniel Levy is tight with money, so mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to want to spend it much, but who knows? I don't know. But if I'm them, I'm taking Nagelsmann, I'm just going through the rebuilding process. Yeah, so you would do a full rebuild, then? Yeah, I would. Okay. And so, like, I think what will what I want to leave this episode on is just a discussion about uh, Alvarez. Because obviously, I think that him and Man City is not like, I don't I don't see that as his future because he's being completely overshadowed by Holland at the moment. Mm. So like, do you think as move to the Spurs would be a good call for? Yeah, him? like if they sell Harry Kane and take him. Um, well, for him, I think it would be a good call for him. R- reason why is because it's not like Holland's let's say thirty and like he's like oh maybe in like a year or two I'll be able to phase him out. Holland's twenty. He's his age. He's the same age. He's never man. gonna phase out Holland. Yeah. And if I'm him, if I could be the face of a new rebuilding project in the Premier League, Aspers who are like a big team in the Premier League, and it's in London as well, yeah. like the city and stuff like that. Like, if I'm him, I might consider. I try yeah. to get out of Man City. That's, that's just I, w- me I would consider, but apparently he is signing. He I think he either did or he is signing very soon a new contract with them. I think it's an extension. Like his contract is about to expire in 2027. It's an extension till 2028. That's yeah. how Fabrizio. I don't know said. if I would do that, man. Honestly, like I don't know. I would. I would look at a team like Real Madrid, who's about yeah, to either or maybe them because Ben's they need a striker. Yeah, Benzema on top of that has like he's just old, even though he's good, he's old, but he's also getting a, a injury prone yeah. recently. And then so you, yeah, and maybe you mentioned Madrid. earlier on that Chelsea needs a nine. Like yeah, yeah, I would look at maybe Chelsea Spurs. I would get out of Man City. Yeah, yeah, Chelsea I would get Spurs. Out of like, Real, yeah. yeah, I would. I would. You, do you're that, you're yeah. a young talent. Like honestly, like he has impressed the shit out of me so far. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see him on the bench. Yeah, no, I mean, I yeah. need to see him. I think like, he's too good for a bench. Yeah, yeah. way too good. I think he's too good, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but on that note, I think that's kind of yeah. going to wrap us our discussion mm-hmm. up for episode cool. two of our podcast. Um, it's going well, yeah. It's going well, guys. And I really appreciate all of your support. Everyone who's commented, everyone who's liked our videos, everyone who's uh, it, followed it. our Instagram. Yeah, come uh, on, yo, the TikToks and Twitter stuff, yo, peep that out. We're going to leave those linked. We're going to leave those links in the description below so you guys can definitely uh, check those out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have our, our YouTube podcast, but we also upload Look our podcast onto Spotify, Spotify and Apple Music. All will be linked in the description. All will be linked in the description. So uh, until next time, we will be uploading again probably next week. Mm-hmm. Not probably, we will be uploading uh, next uh, week. What's wrong with you? I'm sorry, bro. Next, the same time next Sunday. Be there, yo. Same time next Wednesday. Oh, yeah, well, we're filming something, you know? Yeah. But uh, thanks, guys, for watching, and I'll catch you guys next time. Peace out. Peace.